Hey there, everyone. You're catching the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. And I'm here with my dear friends, Alicia Youssef and Kelly Surtees. So we are coming to you with a bit of an annual overview video for today. But before we get there, we just want to talk a little bit about our podcast and where we've been and where we're going. So um, if you're a new listener, um, we started this podcast. When was it, girls? I think Jupiter's entrance November. into Sagittarius. Yes, November 2018. Yep. And I think we talked about doing this for quite some time and then Jupiter was in Sag. It was like, let's do the thing. Yeah. And then, of course, Jupiter went into Capricorn. It's like, how can we do less of the street thing or streamline it? And then we extended our weekly show into fortnightly shows. And now Jupiter is sort of, you know, on the crest of entering Aquarius and we're like, how is it going to look moving forward? So without further ado, we are announcing that the Water Trio Astrology Podcast is going on a bit of a hiatus as we work out where to go from here. So with that, did either of you girls want to add to that? Lisa, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a it's a big announcement, isn't it? Uh, and we do. I know that's why I'm, I'm still confident out there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's, let's get the big news. Don't bury the lead. Um, yeah, so we did. We decided this a few weeks ago, and uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we just we just thought we'd have a go and see where it took us, and it's been amazing. And the support and the feedback that we've received from. All of you, our lovely listeners, has been amazing over the last couple of years. We really had this intention to create a female-driven offering in the astrology space. And in the years since we started the show, there's so many more wonderful voices that have come into the astrology podcast space. And then, you know, we we started off as friends who all had a love of astrology and we thought, yeah, let's just do this thing. And it could be fun to do and it could help our businesses grow. And the ironic, the ironic thing, I guess, is that it does help your businesses grow and flourish and lead to other opportunities. And then it's like, do we still have time to keep doing this? And so there's always been that tug, I guess, between our friendship, which we know that so many of you um, can feel because we are we, we're friends going back nearly 20 years, <laughs> 15 <laughs> years at least. Um, Getting close now. Yeah. So it's just sort of that dance of how do we move forward? And, and yeah, I think we're all feeling a little bit like a break as we get to the end of 2020. It's definitely been an offering that we've loved contributing to the space of 2020, mm. given that it's been a year like no other. Um, but I know for me, I'm definitely looking for a, a little bit of a quieter kind of uh, vibe for the next few months as we, we're going to talk about the year ahead themes and why they're so momentous, but this is our pers- one of our personal, I guess, experiences of maybe just quietening down a little bit. Um, but Leisha, I know you want to add something too. Yeah, it's just uh, like echoing everything you guys said. It's been a wonderful experience and connecting with so many of our listeners, you know, in the chats and and, in sessions. And also it's not the end, you know, just to reiterate that. It's just a new format. It is more pulled back and more pared down, but please watch this space and we will be doing some fun things and some cool things down the track. It just won't have the regular heartbeat that you're all used to. So we're not, it's, it's, what do, you, what do the French say? A bientôt instead of farewell. So we'll see you soon. Yes, we'll see you soon. Yes. Because yeah. we do want to keep teaching together and 
can totally see that we'll want to jump on and do one-off theme shows and things like that. But yeah, <clears throat> that's a really good point, Leash. Like just not wanting to do, yeah, I like that's really poetic. Like just not the regular heartbeat that you're used to. <laughs> Leash, that's beautiful. Um, Cass, did you want to say something on the friendship side? Yeah, one thing I wanted to sort of say is that, you know, some of the feedback that I have been getting over the last couple of years is that they're just like, oh, you know, we love that you're friends and we can really feel that energy between the three of you. And, you know, even though you've got, you know, different viewpoints on things, you really respect each other and that people feel like they are, you know, listening to, you know, joining in on the glass of wine that's not really a glass of wine and you're not really joining in, but it feels like that. And yeah. I think, you know, on a personal level between the three of us, it was all our uh, connection together was based around this podcast and it was less about being friends. And so once we kind of made that distinction, it was like we need to kind of turn that ship around. So Mm. um, I think we did actually have a Zoom call a little while ago and, you know, we had some drinks and dinner. Indian. Indian food. Yeah, that was our, our usual, the crow's nest Indian Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, remember this, you know, and it was really nice and it just kind of, I guess, um, for so many people, um, and I've joked around with a few of my clients, like if you get to the end of 2020 and you haven't learned something, I mean, are you even living? Like, and I think <laughs> yeah. we are kind of at that point Well, we have learned, you know, to – reprioritize things and what we really value and you know what we actually like getting real about what we have to give in what areas so yeah that's kind of you know like we still want to do the thing but we're going to do it maybe a little different yeah again (laughs) yes again in our standard jupiter changing signs update everything (laughs) way yeah wait till may when jupiter moves into pisces and see what happens yeah watch for announcements then yeah we've all got positive pisces placements between us so it's a good point leech yeah yeah Yeah. love it so so that's the news and now 2020 does does anyone does anyone like need one of these a little tissue. Yeah. <laughs> I know, really, it's, it's group so hug. It's group hug yeah. time. I, and I just On that friendship point, I feel like in many ways we've kind of drawn a lot of people into our friendship. Yeah. So it's just Which been really lovely. lovely. Mm. And, yeah, just wanted to kind of, I don't know, share the vibes out and say thank you so much to all our listeners for, especially those that have been with us for the beginning. From you know, the beginning. Just love the comments, love your interaction and, um, yeah, sending big hugs your way. Yeah, and we look forward to uh, being with you in person when it is possible and people are allowed (laughs) in and out of Australia and, you know, things like travel become, yeah. So I think that's really good, Leish, yeah, because it does feel, I remember when we we did our workshop in Brisbane at the start of 2020 Mm -hmm. and that was just such an amazing day with all the lovely people that were able to join us and to be together in person and I know we all really enjoyed that experience and then it was great to get that sense of community. So we look forward to our new offerings as we move away from 2020. A little less Zoom, a little more people would be nice. Yes, a little more actual hugs rather than, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. So talking about Zoom and technology and all that kind of stuff, should we jump on into the year ahead? Maybe it's thinking. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
Yeah. All so, right. Well, 2021. 20, yeah. Well, I think we're kicking mm. off at the end of 2020 because really yes, what's we coming up next sure. week is it setting starts, the vibe for the year yeah. ahead. Yes. Unleash. So who's going to start with that? You, know? you can, Miss Aries Rising. <laughs> You're ready. You go, girl. Lead oh, the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the epoch-changing Jupiter conjunct to Saturn, the great mutation, I think it's called, because, you know, Jupiter conjunct Saturn happens every 20 years, but it happens within the same element for a period of time, anywhere between 160 to 200 years. So what we are right now is on the cusp, you know, this one that is happening is the first one in air science for the next 181 years. I think the next one in a water sign is going to be in 2199. So that just shows you how big an effect this period will have across and it is the edge of something. And the way I'm looking at it is 2018, 2019, 2020 have been about letting go, have been about loss, have been about release for a reason because we are on the edge of a new age. And what are we looking at in air? You know, we're looking at new ideas, connecting intellectually, connecting with our minds and looking for freedom away from the heaviness of earth and our dedication to the resource-driven possessive nature of the last 180 years. So my sense is, I don't know, you know, what we've been doing, what COVID and other things have encouraged in 2020 is really a window of opportunity and I hope that we move into that space of socially what is possible in this time of new technologies new possibilities, new freedoms. And I don't know, I feel like air signs are very much about equality, very much idealistic kind of, especially because it's happening in Aquarius. So it is that utopian driven sense of what's possible for the future. But it is such a strong setup. I feel like, you know, everyone's saying, oh, thank God 2020 is over, bring on 2021. And while you know, we'll talk about the more, you know, there are some tumultuous aspects in it. It's like there's the breath of fresh air is now in. You know, we've stepped across the doorway, we've stepped through it. Now we're surveying the landscape and it's like, oh, it's brand new. What do we do here? It's not that comfortable. What does Brene Brown call it? The FFTs? Oh, um, yeah. The fucking first times or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the FFTs. So oh, my God, is- Kelly swore on the podcast. I know. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I don't know well, uh, there is that sense of the FFTs and, and what's there and there is tension and there is you know um challenges ahead but it is that sense of at least we're in a new space so I don't know what about you girls I'd love to hear what you have to say about this totally um it's I first gave a lecture on the Jupiter-Saturn great conjunction moving into air back in April of 2019, in the bef- well in the before times. And I remember thinking, like, it's air. So this, to me, it's like there's more stuff going on on the internet. And at the time, people were like, we already do so much on the internet. How do we do more on the internet? And I'm like, <laughs> I think we have our answer now. <laughs> so after 2020, like, all of a sudden, we've got you know, kids being schooled on the internet and companies that never would have thought they could run their business remotely are now doing that. So 
I think the 2020 is there's a little bit a little bit of like a taste of of how things will move forward and that idea of sort of more disparate pieces. You know, in the last couple of hundred years, we've had big city centres build up in countries and regions around the world with, you know, land becoming very valuable and expensive because there's, you know, cities have limited land and companies having these big headquarters in sort of downtown CBD areas. And I think that when air is like a dispersing element. So it it kind of sends things out and moves things around. And I think some of the things we're going to see in this, particularly in the next 20 years, because yeah, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions do happen every 20 years and they kick off a two decade long cycle. This one's more important as you're saying, Leash, because yeah, it's like we're starting actually 180 year um, elemental change. And so that idea of like people moving out of cities into maybe regional or smaller centres, if you don't have to be in a city for work, then there is a lot more mobility that people are given in terms of lifestyle choices, where they live, you know, how they raise their children, cost of living, things like that. So and something I think you were sort of um, talking about, Leish, is the idea that we know astrologically this big cycle is starting. Jupiter will conjunct Saturn on December 21st and 22nd in Australia at zero Aquarius. That's the beginning of the cycle. But as humans, it takes us a while to catch up to the fact that the energetic influences are different from what they have been for the last 20 years and for the last almost 200 years. And so I think something you were sort of um, saying about it's time to look out and see how do you want to bring that air element into your life? How do you want to be mobile or make more humane choices? You know, the air signs are connected to humanity and human intellect. So there is a sense of the pouring out of ideas coming forward. And when you look at the last time we had the air elemental cycle, which was late in the 12th century, right through to kind of late in the 4th century, like 1180 something up to like 1380 something, there was this sort of flourishing of ideas. The university system began in Europe at that time. Um, Paper and paper manufacturing wasn't discovered, but became a lot more widely available. So the idea of like centers of learning and ways to disseminate ideas, it is a bit crazy to think, how do we do that more? But that is kind of what we're looking forward to. You know, paper production was a huge innovative piece of technology in the the 12th and 13th centuries. Um, in the way that, you know, cell phones and technological devices are today. So it is that idea of recognising we're on the cusp of this large new era, but also understanding we still have to navigate our daily lives. But being aware that one thing I've been saying to clients lately is it's not just the start of a new year, 2021, it's the start of this 200-year cycle almost, this 20-year cycle, and at the very least, a two-year cycle of Saturn going into Aquarius. So it's, it is about thinking, what do I do in 2021? But thinking about 2021 as a foundation year for, you know, the next couple of decades in many ways. And so that idea of a pause at the start or time to maybe do the surveying and the researching and the reflection is really appropriate because, whether we're aware of it or not, a 20-year cycle is ending. And so going forward into the next cycle is the opportunity to prioritise different things, to focus on different topics, and to really grow in ways that maybe have been neglected in the last 20 years. So 
that's my soapbox. And just to <laughs> jump in on, that. <laughs> just to jump in on what you were saying, Cass, sorry, just about the the change socially. Like here on the Sunshine Coast where I live, it's regional. And I remember when I was studying environmental science way back in the early 90s, the pressure was then how do we decentralise? How do we move away from this CBD model that environmentally is so bad for the planet? Mm. You know, because we've got people in peak hour traffic, we've got trying to move people around a city. How can we change this? What can we do? And now it's happened. You know, it's caused a, a virus that has caused this to happen. But now you cannot rent or buy a house on the Sunshine Coast where I live because yeah. everybody's getting out of Melbourne, everybody's getting out of Sydney and prices are just skyrocketing as people are finally seeing, realising that dream of being detached, Aquarius, and dispersing is possible and they can live in a place that they love and they don't have to pay a whole lot of money to be in that urban centre. So. I just wanted to cut. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really important point because I think that's like this is a big social change that we're going to mm. see in the next 10 to 20 years. And, yeah, Sunshine Coast, I mean, my husband and I, our property is a good hour outside Toronto. And, you know, we've always thought we've had this little gem, but it is, you know, people from the city coming out because they want more space. You know, the population density is such a big thing. And, so to ha- and then to realise that, even though our property prices are going up, it's still cheaper relative to the city. So for the people mm. like fleeing the cities, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then that pushes the people further and further into, you know, smaller centres. And then I think essentially then you get these more like community-oriented community. towns basically yeah. because in, if you're living in a town of two or three million people, you might have a cafe or a restaurant that you're connected to. But, you know, as humans, our communities are not millions of people. They're like 50 to sort of 100 people type thing. So it's just interesting yeah. social commentary I think we'll see. Yeah. Because mm. okay, so, the pre, you know, the yeah. industrial industrialization, which started, it didn't start at the beginning of Earth, but it gained speed at the beginning yes. of this really current Earth element. Consolidated. Yeah, pre that, people did live in those villages, did live in those communities and had home-based businesses, whereas, and now we're going back to that. It's almost like this Mm. kind of coming together and digging resources out of the earth and throwing steel into the sky or driving it around. And It doesn't have to happen as much anymore. There isn't that focus on, okay, what can we do with these physical, tangible, earthy things? Let's work with the mind and let's work with connection. Anyway, sorry, Cass, I've got a bit of a rant. What did you have to say? (laughs) Oh, no, nothing at all, <laughs> says the Gemini rising. <laughs> no, it's uh, I've just got all these like, little ping, ping, ping things happening in my head. And, um, you know, just to the point of um, how this year has changed the quality of life for people in, of course, you know, good and bad ways. I caught up with some friends a couple of weeks back and... Um, my friend's husband hasn't worked in the city since February. And so they're uh, in a place called Coomera, which is halfway down uh, to the Gold Coast. He saves three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not having to do that. And it just reminds me of those memes you used to see on the, the internet, like, oh, so that uh, meeting could have actually been an email. So it's like we, you know, businesses can actually, they don't need to have those uh, rented office spaces or push people in their cars and their trains. Like there's just so much um, that can be done now. And so this experience that we've had 
this year. And if you think, you know, the invention of the personal computer was around 1981, I think, when um, the the last, well, the first introductory cycle of of the air, uh, when we had Saturn and uh, Jupiter conjoin in Libra. So that was the personal computer. And then we're getting into the Saturn return of the internet. And it was almost like when the internet got launched, I remember being in high school and hearing about this uh, information superhighway and yes. <laughs> the World Wide Web, which we don't even hear those terms anymore. World Wide Web, and yeah, like that seems like such a 90s phrase now, doesn't it? <laughs> we don't even type www anymore. <laughs> yes. Google it straight in, right? And um, it feels like as far as like the internet and that level of the air connectivity it's like the internet got launched. It's like, you know, when you let a cat outside and it hasn't, it's not used to being outside, it goes out there and it's like, oh, oh, which way do I go? What do I do? Yeah. And it's crazy, that's kind of been like town. Yeah. what the internet has been you know, like for the last 20 years. And now we're getting, you know, the Saturn return, Jupiter kind of amplifying that. And, you know, the way that we connect is, is, is going to change online. It's going to be more of it, but it's also going to have a little bit of a change to it as well. So, yeah, there's just so many things um, around that. And I think, yeah, there is that sort of, I think I've said this on this show before, you know, when you watch shows like Vikings or Last Kingdom, Outlander, and those shows are like set, you know, a thousand years apart. And so when you see Outlander, which was what, like the 17... Late 1700s. uh, Yep. Yeah. And they don't live much differently in like rural Mm -hmm. Scotland in Mm -hmm. the clan lands than how they did, you know, around medieval area, right? Mm -hmm. But how different are we from uh, the mid-1700s to now? Going through that. From 1980 until now. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, that's the that's the Earth, you know, yeah. the Earth era, that three hundred or two hundred ish years. You know, it's like loose time, but just how much we've grown in the last sort of two hundred and fifty years compared to the thousand years before it. So just that progress and that, you know, how much it's changed our um, physical experience. But now it's almost like we've got to kind of take that and then you know extend upon it in another way or change. Um, you know, take what was good out of that past, but how can we innovate, you know, all those Aquarius terms to, you know, make our lives better because it like earth kind of got overdone in the end, you know what I mean? And, you know, from good and bad ways and maybe moving from a less materialistic experience to a more connected or mind or thoughts, ideas, philosophy, wonder as opposed to, you know, going to Kmart for your latest hit, you know, <laughs> of like cheap homewares or whatever the thing is. It's like reading a book or learning something online and, you know, it's like, um, you know, crack for your mind in that way, trying to expand it and grow in a more intellectual way. So there's so many things. That I, it's so airy. We could just philosophize and I know we could have ideas for the next two hours things. about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But, you know, but what it, I really like is the stark contrast from going from the cold, dry Capricorn to mm. um, the, the hot, moist air sign. And I think what is, like, I'm just going to say it, I'm not like all this peace, love and brown rice about this shift. I think it's, 
I'm a bit the cat, like going out the front door or which way do I go? I think it's going to be great that there's some change, you know, change is always good, but I don't think it's like the salvation that sometimes Aquarius gets put out there as being. So, but one thing I think that's really interesting and exciting is just having a little bit more movement and dynamicness back again, you know, because air is kind of interesting in the sense that it sort of combines the element of fire because it's dynamic, but also water because it's about connection. But it's not connection of the emotions, it's more connection of the mind. And I think what we can experience from that is a certain level of, uh, authenticity again another key Aquarian word in the way that we connect with people and in the way that we um, share ideas with people and I had a really interesting conversation that sort of piqued my um, thought around uh, the, the difference between the earth and the air and you know, someone was talking about, you know, friendship and, and what have you. And I'm like, but are they really your friend just because you wear the same uniform and get drunk on the weekend? Or are they kind of, it's because you share a commonality in the physical realm or do you sharing a commonality in um, a higher realm, if you like? And those like are the friendships. And and, yes, exactly. And those are the, the connections I think we will grow through this cycle that we can value more and that we will be hungry for. Um, as we move forward and really get entrenched into the air element more. You didn't have much to say at all, Cavs. <laughs> I love it. No. I love what you said. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't mind a chat. <laughs> well, and I think as a little segue, so these are the big conceptual themes and, you know, this conjunction's happening December 21st, 22nd, which is setting us up for the next few years as we've talked about. And then, Leash, you had reminded us that in January and February, we have this very unusual kind of super Aquarius lineup of planets. So in addition to the great significance of Jupiter and Saturn being in Aquarius, as we get into 2021, there, there I think it's the Sun, Venus, and a Mercury, Mercury. retrograde. Um, and so All if, square Mars in Taurus. All square Mars in Taurus. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, if you're still a little bit like, what does this Aquarius stuff really mean for me? January, February 2021 is going to introduce you to topics and themes and whether it's dreams or ideas that you're going to maybe mull over just because that Aquarius part of your personal birth chart is going to have five out of the seven visible planets in it, mm -hmm. um, which is very unusual to have that lineup. Six, isn't well, the moon will come in and out, right? Like yeah, the moon, the, yes, so the, yeah, Mars the, the, There's out. one day yeah. where the moon, I think it's the new moon in Aquarius, in Aquarius yeah. is like that's a power-packed period of just. Yeah, because yeah, then yeah. there'll be so six the out of seven visible planets all mm -hmm. in the same sign for about 48 hours. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and I just, you know, Cass, you're saying I'm, you know, I'm not about peace, love, and brown rice. Well, I am. <laughs> and I think <laughs> my, we, like, here where we are, you know, we're engulfed by smoke again because Fraser mm. Island is on fire and has been for four weeks and it's just too expensive to go and put it out. So we're losing a major ecosystem for this. Mm. It's like the drought's not going away. The environmental issues are not burying themselves and hopefully we'll be able to use this energy to bring some new ideas on how we can be better connected to the planet rather than just taking what we want how can we be more cooperative with the planet 
And I think this is where the rub of this year will be because it's like, okay, you know, Mars in Taurus is really activating Uranus in Taurus as well. So not only are all these planets going to be squaring Mars in Taurus, they're also going to be squaring Uranus in Taurus too. So that's a big part of January, February, but it's also a whole cycle about the year ahead. Um, and I'm really hoping that the friction that is is going to be caused from this area will be part of what does flick us into not total utopia. I mean, you know, anyone that's watched The Last King of Scotland about Idi Amin and what a dictator with good ideas can go in and do. Um, mm-hmm. So, but it is that sense of how can we drink, how can we have these big visions about what is possible and then put them in place, but being really realistic with that Taurus energy. And I think as well, one of the things I like about this, and I guess I'm segueing into the Saturn in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus piece is that while Saturn in Aquarius and Jupiter in Aquarius want us to do all the technology and want us to do all the things, Uranus in Taurus is like, well, let's show up in person. Let's try and be real. Let's try and be engaged. So it will be this tension. And I think that's one thing that 2020 has shown us. I mean, who else is zoomed out like I am? You know, there's so much we can do with technology and it's all, it's, it's all wonderful. But we have to remember that we're here in real life too. And we're here on a planet. We don't just exist in our heads. So there is that kind of reminder this year of don't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. See what is potential physically as well and use all the great ideas use it all but you know use all the thoughts the insights but bring it back to reality yeah um I think there's something that you said there Leisha I'm like the friction I'm like is that one of the words of 2021 (laughs) with Saturn in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus (laughs) and then Throughout the year, Mars is going to spend time in three different fixed signs. So we're getting Mars into the Saturn square Uranus. So I I liked that. I was like, a friction. And then friction, is that just an annoying argument or source of tension and irritation? Or is that something that's like irritating you enough? Like, I have to deal with this. I have to do something different about this situation Mm -hmm. because it's so irritating that I don't want to keep participating in it in the way that it is right now, I guess. And I guess it'll depend on individual people's yes. charts yeah, too. Yeah, personal totally. situation mm-hmm. versus yeah. collective, yeah. So those that have fixed charts, you know, the cardinal people, you get a break now. <laughs> you can sit back and pat the fixed people on the back and go, <laughs> I've been there, I've done it, you can do hard there, things, there. you can get through this. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Um mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, my head is so full of ideas. I'm like, I don't know which one to start with. Cass, what about you? Did you have something lovely lovely and witty to say? So many things. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole peace, love and brown rice type of situation. I think our first astrology teacher used to use that phrase. But, yeah, I mean, I think it'll definitely, you know, be that breath of fresh air. Um you know, there is a certain level of maybe like a return to light in terms of, you know, from the Northern Hemisphere perspective, at least the sun, the days are sort of, you know, out of the dark depths of winter, you know, in real life and also in terms of the energy that's coming through with um, with Saturn in particular. But, you know, as we move into like 2020, you know, I think a lot of the friction, 2021, I mean, 
A lot of the friction we'll for 2020 is just going to be like etched into our brains for some time. I think there's going to be, you know, part of that friction that you were talking about. Um, you know, we've seen a taste of that this year, you know, particularly, um, you know, in May when um, George Floyd was murdered and, you know, the you know, uprising against oppression and, you know, what's old and what's new, what systems are, are workable and what needs to be torn down. And, you know, we got a very um, strong taste of that, uh, particularly when Saturn ingressed into Aquarius um, earlier this year from what May mm. through to the end of June, March to June, sorry. Mm. And so I think, you know, those type of topics are going to return to the table um, collectively um, next year and adding to that friction. You know, um, you know, COVID was a certain friction this year and now I think we're going to have a different kind of friction, you know, whether it's you know, how the internet is managed, how are all these ideas and these thoughts managed. And, you know, for some of us that's going to not be a problem, of course, you know, and for others it's probably really going to be more of an impact. So, there's just so many things, I think, with the idea of air and how do we contain all those ideas? How do we contain the internet? You know, it's not the Wild West of MySpace anymore. <laughs> like, it's the internet is a very different place. And, um, you know, it's and people... It's the Wild people, West of 4chan now. Yeah, Sorry. it's like the people that... Um, you know, like ourselves who all work online, you know, we had this, like, level of you know, maybe a little bit left of centre, a little bit rogue, you know, when you were like the cool one who worked online and had the laptop life. But, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be all bad for us, but we don't fly under the radar. You know, nothing on the internet flies under the radar anymore. And I installed a new TV today and it's like, can Sony take your data? Like, you know, all these permissions there. What data do you mm -hmm. want? You know, like, it's just, it's like next level. And I think, you know, there is that kind of um, Orwellian almost uh, forebodingness as we move into this, you know, what information is really needed and how much is too much and who says what's right and who says what's wrong and, um, you know, and who makes those rules. And, you know, one of the reasons I guess, you know, Saturn does, um, you know, Aquarius is the only rule Saturn. It doesn't have really any dignity anywhere else. So it's this kind of fixed these are my ideas and this is, you know, what we're doing. And as you said too, um, Leash, which is, you know, very, you know, Aquarian, like those good intentions that can sometimes get a little bit like forceful or dominant or aggressive. You know, you think, you know, your quintessential um, Greenpeace kind of person oh. even, <laughs> you know, like their intentions are fantastic, but they're like warriors, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, but, you know, the, the heart, but it can get misconstrued and, you know, even great, yeah. you know, the dictators pop started out with the best of intention. But so these are, I think, some of the themes that, you know, we are going to see around, you know, who polices the thought, you know, and mm -hmm. who polices what put gets put on the internet and things like that. So... You know, I do have a little bit of a, you know, forebodedness about, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, pullback on the freedom, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you make a really good point, Cass, and I think as well it's also it's the ethics of it all and mm. the fact that the Sat the jupiter saturn conjunction happened on the fixed star of all happens happened on the fixed star of Altair 
brings that even higher view, that higher perspective of how do we create the best of humanity without you know, going down that track of becoming the worst. And even in the astrological community, you know, there is a new push towards ethics. There's a, there's a group of people coming together right now, building something up, which I think is going to be amazing. And I don't think it's just going to happen in our community. I think ethics is going to be something that's big on the table, especially in the age of misinformation that we're seeing right now. And even you talk to journalists about how the ethics have gone out of journalism. And that's mm. why we're seeing, you know, people not trusting media anymore, people being not being able to trust the truth. So I think, you know, along with the eclipses that will still travel through this year through that north node in the air sign of Gemini as well. There will be this search for high ideals, high ethics, and where do we get our information from and how do we mm-hmm. how do we test it and how can we make sure we access it in a way that involves good critical thought and we just don't absorb everything that we believe in and then spout it onto other people and say, well, that's the truth. Um so helpfully it is that idea of coming back to ethics, coming back to the highest ideals of what human connection can create and human thought. You know, this is this is the potential for another human golden age, I believe, in the next 180 years, but we have to put the groundwork in now and really use this to push back on all that is wrong, the corruption and everything that has bubbled to the surface with all the Pluto connections, the dance between Jupiter and Saturn this year. It's like, okay, you know, this has to be about equality. This has to be about allowing a more diverse society and bringing those that are marginalised into the conversation and allowing everybody to share together in a way that is not only equal but it's equitable. So, anyway, that's my little. I'll get back down off my soapbox. No, no, I love it. I mean, this is it's, well. This is really the essence of Aquarius, um, you know. And I think about how we're all getting sort of a masterclass in the Aquarius sort of way and, and way of being and operating in 2021 because it is about this kind of ideal, the ideals that we're inspired by and then what are the changes that need to happen within structures and structures and societies and systems to make those ideals kind of manifest or to bring them into life. And there is this very sort of pure logic, clearly rational sort of quality to Aquarius that is that sort of um, clarity of thought. And that's where the visionary Mm. quality of Aquarius comes from. It's looking forward and the ideal of what things could be like. And then for 2021, one of the major aspects that we're sort of getting into here is is Saturn in Aquarius, square Uranus in Taurus. And that aspect is going to peak in February, June and December of 2021. And it really is the, the, the last time we had a Saturn square Uranus aspect was 99 and 2000. So, and it was in fixed signs again back at that point in time. Um, so in... And the opposition was... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say the the square was also Taurus to Aquarius in like mm. second half of 99, first half of 2000. Um, with, that's the Saturn and Aquarius cycle. And 
you know, the idea of like breaking down of structures or old things being sort of um, exploding into temporary chaos as a way to create the new structure. Saturn is about tradition and preserving the past and sticking with what you know, um, honoring the old ways, if you like, whereas Uranus is best represented by Prometheus, you know, the um, the figure who steals fire from the gods and, and fire is wisdom and knowledge and gives it to humanity. So there is this sense that, you know, in mythology, Prometheus is trying to act as an equalizer to make that wisdom or that insight that the gods have access to available to all. And so some of the upheavals or the chaos that we'll see in 2021 is sort of expressing that idea of trying to um, like equalize or level the playing field in, you know, in all the ways that that needs to perhaps happen structurally and socially and systemically, I guess. Yeah. And I also, I think while Cass was talking earlier, there was something that you were saying, it just made me think about the need, you know, this is Saturn, the need to have a personal responsibility into the collective. Mm. So it's it's less about me as an individual and what I want and more about me as an individual as part of the collective and how can we affect that change and, and come into that place of equality that you're talking about, Kel, of not thinking I'm better than anybody else or not thinking I'm above anybody else, but I'm just a part of this society and I play my function, allow others to do the same too. But, um, yeah. There's a real responsibility in freedom. And I think sometimes, you know, that's going to be, you know, a rude awakening for some people um, or a challenge for some people, you know, um, you know, for example, all those people who, you know, just that break it right down for all those people who are working from home this year and not used to that, it's the responsibility of your time. And, mm. you know, rather than having maybe your boss in the office next to you that can check on you anytime, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go and bake this cake or I'm just going to clear this cupboard, you know, those sort of things. And loving the freedom, but with all, with that become, comes responsibility. Um, and, of course, the, the Aquarius part of your life is just going to be so lit up next year. So as we, you know, enter into, you know, this energy, it can be really, I think, ideal for people um, to embrace Saturn, you know, embrace the uh, solitude it enjoys and be mindful about where you choose to put that air, that intellect, that thoughts, you know, your mind and where that goes and what information you take and what beliefs that you have and and that kind of thing as well because there could potentially be just so much, you know, the Mars pieces, the Uranus pieces, you know, what's what, um, you know, but this time the stillness prior to all of this fixed friction uh, can maybe help you, you know, um, get on the back foot a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So there's so much we could say about Saturn Square Uranus. Like it's, you know, such a huge aspect. It only happens like every 20 to 21 years, um, Saturn Square Uranus. So it is going to reshape a lot of things. Um, I think I don't remember who said this or if we all said this, but how um, when we were doing our pre-show chat and sort of 
loose organization that in 2021, Mars will go through the fixed signs, you know, he'll be in three different fixed signs. And so as Mars is doing that, he's kind of interacting with the Saturn Uranus square and acting as I think your word of the day. Poking the bear. Poking the bear or the friction flashpoints. And so I think we've got January when Mars will be in Taurus, conjunct Uranus and square Saturn and Jupiter. And then early July when Mars is in Leo, um, squaring Uranus and opposing Saturn. And then even no, late June, actually. Late yeah, June, June and yeah, early, early July. July. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then November, I think, when Mars is in Scorpio, where Mars will oppose Uranus and then square Saturn and Jupiter, who'll be back in Aquarius. So I guess they're mm. fairly pivotal months in addition to the Saturn Uranus months for the year as well. Especially because we've seen, as you so beautifully picked up on, Kel, I loved that piece you wrote earlier this year, how Mars was that inflaming point that created the spread of COVID this year. Um, And so, you know, what the potential is, therefore, with Mars to energise and activate these placements too. Yeah, it's it's a big thing when Mars and Saturn and Jupiter come into a pattern. Um, like mm. for traditional astrologers, they were the big three superior kind of outery type planets. And when you see them all interact together, and I think that makes me think that January and then November, because we'll have Mars, Saturn, Jupiter patterns forming again in those months. The middle of the year is a little yeah. different for a good reason, which we'll talk about very shortly. Um, <laughs> so I guess if you girls had to summarise in like one or two sentences your thoughts on the Saturn-Uranus vibes for 2021 before we get into, you know, the thing we're all looking forward to. Rebel with the cause. Oh, I like that leash. Rebel with the cause. Cass? Or rebel with the cause. Yeah. Mm, responsibility and freedom. Responsibility and freedom. What about you, Cal? The thing that comes to my mind is like a game of pickup sticks where you're just like taking all the pieces in your <laughs> life and you're just doing, you're just like, okay, well, let's not do them anything the way I've done before. And so really, ex- I guess, experimenting and curiosity um, about, yeah, how to do things differently. Or if you like my kids and they have just lost at something and they throw it up in the air and go, fuck it. That's We're letting too much of our friendship to come into the show. <laughs> Like, it's no more recording. <laughs> okay, so this one, I, w- I feel like Leash needs to take us forward. So the best thing about 2021 astrologically is... No, no, you guys are the Jupiter people. You no, go for it. You have Jupiter um, no, no, in no, Pisces. No. You have Jupiter in Pisces. <laughs> I know, exactly. but it's, it's hidden. I love this. It's um, like, no, I don't want to speak about my 12th house or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how she flew the flag of her 11th. <laughs> couldn't shut me up huh um oh god I don't know okay well well, Jupiter 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 and Pisces Pisces. you go Cal okay so the dates are mid-May to end of July Mm -hmm. and this is um Leash will will definitely but we'll we'll let the Jupiter and Pisces person have a moment to warm up (laughs) to feel more comfortable about this um so my thinking about some of the troubles of 2020 has a lot to do with Jupiter being in very, very difficult condition. 
And that is somewhat improved in 2021, but not completely. But in 2022, Jupiter is free from all of his troubles permanently. um, And that's got to do with Jupiter going into Pisces. So that's, you know, 2022 is definitely something to look forward to from that perspective. But we get a taste of Jupiter and Pisces from mid-May to late July 2021. So this is like the oasis in the desert, if you want to think about Mm -hmm. like a time period. Yeah, where we're starting to think about life after or life beyond or where we're going from here. And that could mean so many things specifically, but I think just when you're looking at the layout of 2020, just to have that understanding that Jupiter is finally in a, a lush, nurturing, protective place just very briefly and very temporarily, mid-May to end of July. So we don't get the fullness of the Jupiter and Pisces, but we get a sense of it. We're like, this is what's coming, maybe enough to keep you inspired or hopeful about moving forward. But that is like, we've talked about the major signature of 2021, the Saturn Uranus, but the thing that I'm most happy about for 2021 is definitely this Jupiter and Pisces bit. Uh, What about you gals? I mean, A, do you agree that Jupiter and Pisces is something to look forward to? And if so, how are you thinking about it and talking about it? I am so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Just when I think how much happened, how much we got done, how much happened with Jupiter and Sagittarius. And then it's been in this Saturn, you know, Saturn's kept it in a cage pretty much all year. 100%. And it'll be in Saturn sign again next year, co-present with Saturn again. So with this small window, you know, I love that oasis in the desert because if anyone's actually ever been in the desert or walking in the desert, um, especially like I have in the Middle East, and when you come across a place, you know, literally you're walking through this place that is dry and barren and there is nothing to see. There's nothing that draws the eye in. And then suddenly you come across a place with water and even the smell And the energy of that has just, it's this cooling, calming, your energy just melts into it. So there's this sense of sitting down, putting your feet in the pool and just relaxing. And, you know, Jupiter in Pisces is very different to Jupiter in Sagittarius for very obvious reasons. I mean, fire and water, of course. So it is that sense of being able to dream being able to imagine, you know, after all the hard work, after all the slog, after all the loss, it's like the possibility, the magic, the imagination of what this sign is in and having its ruling planet in this place. And and also there's so much compassion and, and generosity of heart with this water sign that, I don't know, it just wants to reach out and give everybody a hug. Well, I know, like that's a little bit about my place. So, you know, it's just that person who just wants to, heal everybody and, and uplift everybody and make everybody them, feel better like Jupiter exactly. to the feelings yeah yeah exactly it's not that uplift and confidence it's that uplift of in the heart being seen and being felt and being reflected so I could go on about this all day but I just really feel and also the fact that it does get very close to the fixed star of former halt um when it does that, which is at three degrees. So it's kind of close enough because it will stop at two and then go backwards. So I don't know, there's just this sense of the mystical, the magical, the hidden that can come to the fore at that time. And I don't know what's possible when we realise that 
us humans aren't the only thing that inhabits this planet and there are other things here, seen and unseen, and what can happen when the human is able to leave the space. Like you're sitting in the oasis, you quieten down, go silent and see what else can speak. So... Yeah, beautiful. I'm I'm in the oasis already in my mind. <laughs> Cass, you've got a lot of Jupiter vibes too. What are your thoughts on just, this one? Just a few. Yeah, like similar to the oasis analogy, like when you go to the beach and you get your car park and you open the door and you can smell the ocean, <gasps> you know, and <laughs> that salty air and it's instantly rejuvenating, nourishing restorative and it's almost like your whole mind and your body just it changes it shifts um so you know i think being a coastal country for the most part you know most of australia is you know populated close to the coast um i could never imagine being in a landlocked place but um yeah so you know imagining like that kind of feeling when you hit the coast and will be just such a wonderful mid-year reprieve from so much air, you mm. know, and we can start to get into the other kind of connectivity, which is more about the soul and bringing us back to our bodies and out of our heads a little bit. So I think that will be a much needed, uh, you know, a cup of sugar for us all, you know, mm-hmm. in that respect. So, you know, that would be an ideal time to, you know, have that, a week extra weekend away if you can or take a little break or you know just do something that does feel um you know ge- the generosity and the compassion and the care you know and you know acts of kindness kind of thing so i think that you know jupiter in pisces is definitely going to remind us that connecting on the internet is not the be all and end all <laughs> there's also more to life than that so yeah yeah just beautiful. Cool. Ah. Well, we're getting long in the tooth with this episode, so is there anything, any last thoughts either of you have or? No, I think we've we covered the big so themes. I mean, these are the main yeah. astro themes that we're going to be navigating and dancing with. Of course, you know, there's always the smaller cycles and we'll each be sharing. Like We're, we're all continuing as astrologers. So even though we won't be joining you here every couple of weeks, definitely stay in touch with all of us with our blogs and videos. And Cass has a subscription and I have a membership subscription as well. So, yeah. There's, and I'll be um, building one. Leisha's got a lot of plans. I mean, we all have. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess I'm just saying like, these are the big themes. Of course, there's a lot more to each week and each month. But if you've got this sense, at least I feel like you've got the map, the roadmap for next year. Mm. Yeah, beautifully um, put, Cal. Yeah. What about you guys? All right. Yeah. Okay. So does it, do so, I of you have yeah. anything you want to share about what you're doing in 2021? Cass, any, anything? Um, well, Aquarius is my ninth house. <laughs> so I'll be doing a lot of teaching, um, a lot of writing, and, uh, yeah, you'll definitely be seeing more of me. So, um, yeah, 2021 will be very internet-based for me <laughs> despite all the things that I've said about it. <laughs> and you've got your golden circle, don't you? Your the golden membership. circle, yep, my membership, yeah. So that's uh, a monthly offering. Um with, you know, all the goodies uh, month to month and plus additional things as well. So, yeah. What How about, about you, Leash? 
Kel, Leash, everyone. <laughs> um, yes, I will be continuing, you know, teaching. I've got my online classes that are, are running. I've got students that I'm mentoring. Um, I've got clients that I'm working with, but I'm not taking new clients in 2021. So I'd say if anybody is looking for an astro reading, check out Leash and Cass, because I know you gals are have open books for 2021, maybe not for the rest of this year. I think we're all full no. for 2020, <laughs> uh, but for 2021. Um, and yeah, my membership is something that we'll be looking to really grow in 2021. So the monthly astrology guide, you can find out more details about that on my website, kellysastrology.com. And yeah, I'll be doing, I think there'll be a lot more writing for me next year. That's something that mm. I didn't do as much of this year as I'd hoped. So that's something to to put back on the front. Finish the book. I know, that's... <laughs> Unfortunately, and the second volume. I, unfortunately <laughs> I can't do a podcast and a book I discovered. So... <laughs> <laughs> Even in lockdown. <laughs> Even in lockdown. Yeah, this year has just been so unexpected in so many ways. There's been mm. things that I've really got out of it that have been amazing and growth-oriented and deep awareness, and then there's things that I hoped that I would do that just did fall a little bit by the wayside. So, mm. yeah. So, anyway, kellysastrology.com is where all of my stuff and, you know, that's where it'll all be going through. And you, um, Leishi, I don't think you've mentioned anything yeah, yet. Yeah, Leish. So, um, business-wise for me, it's been an interesting year and I'm moving towards the counselling as much as I am the astrology. So I am putting the finishing touches on a course teaching communication skills to astrologers who would like to know how to work more in depth with clients, have the more tricky conversations with clients, especially around harder or challenging aspects. So keep an eye out for that. I will be launching that once Jupiter moves into Aquarius. So excited I, for that. So needed. <laughs> Yeah. And I think as well, I will be doing some stuff with my new moon, just making it more of a membership based thing. So that will be happening. And yeah, just really building up my counseling practice, which uses people's birth charts, uses your astrology, but to help get in and underneath and work through some of the tricky bits. And especially with the friction going on in 2021, it's something to think about as well, you know, working with an astrologer, but in a more in-depth way. So, you know, just the Scorpio vibes. Love it. So, yeah, um, really looking forward to just all that 2021 can bring and, yeah, just keep an eye out for us. We ain't gone. We're not far away. Absolutely. Is that it? Like, like I guess that's a wrap from the water trio. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you, girls. It's been such a blast Thanks. to do this. Yeah. And- Thank you, everyone, for listening. Drop us a hello in the comments and um, let us know what you think. Let us know about what your favourite aspects of the year coming up are, if you're as excited about Jupiter and Pisces as we are. And uh, until next. Yeah, subscribe to our newsletters, stay connected, you know, jump on those mailing lists and, um, you know, there'll be more hopefully when – the aftermath of COVID allows us to get back together. Yes. Yes. I guess one very practical piece, this is me just doing Saturn, we do have a mailing list. So if you go to our Facebook page and click on the sign up button, I think, the Water Trio Astrology Facebook page, you can jump on our mailing list and that's a good way for us to keep in touch with you once we have new things to share as 2021 unfolds. You never know where we meet up, Australia, overseas, who knows? Whole future waits. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.